Hello, I'm Hilary, Pastor Derek's wife, and um, I, I want to share with you what the Bible says about healing because Jesus, everywhere Jesus went, he healed. He healed multitudes, and it didn't die with him uh, because he did say in Mark's Gospel um, that these things will happen, those who believe in my name. And he says they will pray in tongues and they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So God has provided healing for us um, because Jesus paid the price. And um, I want to start off, I always like to start off with this verse because we established, we established that scripture is God breathed. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All scripture is inspired by God. God breathed. And as I said last time I spoke with you, um, it's like having a balloon and you blow it up. What's inside the balloon? your breath, something that came out of the very depths of your being. So God breathed, he, he's all scripture, he breathed scripture. And the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so it's God breathed and it's profitable for teaching. And it goes on to say reproof, correction and training and righteousness. But it's in teaching and sharing what the word of God is saying. And I want to turn, um, as I did last time, for Ezekiel chapter 47, verse, uh, verse 9. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the river goes. Everything will live where the river goes, the river of God's word. Along the bank of the river, on this side and on that, will grow all kinds of trees used for fruit, sorry, for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. Um, they will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be food and their leaves for medicine. There we are, medicine, the river of life. Revelation, we see it in chapter 22, verses 1 through 3. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, as clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb, the Lamb who paid the price for our healing. Verse 2, in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. We established last time that speaking in tongues, it's like a river flowing out of your spirit where the Holy Spirit dwells. And it can be a river of healing, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. And it bypasses our intellect and prays the perfect will of God and all these gifts and the gift of healing which is is mentioned in scripture it's not our personal possession um, I've heard people say oh I've got the gift of healing yes God often and um, probably every time you lay hands on somebody but actually it's not your gift the gift belongs to the Holy Spirit and it's Jesus who heals I remember a long time ago our, our wonderful pastor in Oxford um, New Testament Bible Church um, 
Fred Smith, he, he was a healing evangelist, and he said that um, he, obviously, he wasn't the healer. He said, Jesus is the healer. And he said, I'm a bit like the plumber's mate. He just tells me what to do. I lay hands on people, and, and Jesus heals them. Uh, so praying in tongues, it, it bypasses our intellect and prays the perfect will of God. And we discovered last time um, that uh, when we pray in tongues, uh, it significantly um, increases our immune system. And in one survey, uh, I seem to remember reading, it was massive, something like 30%. But it also, we're also able to pray for others for their deepest needs without even knowing what they are. And it um, enables us to pray mysteries uh, and pray for the future. And it enables us to pray into situations about which we have no knowledge at all. And if we had any knowledge, we probably mess the prayer up anyway. And praying in tongues is also the kind of prayer that gets to the heart of the matter. So when we're praying in tongues, not only are we praying mysteries and blessing other people, but we're blessing our physical bodies as well. Um, and this survey, I'm going to read it um, in more detail than I did last time. Uh, Dr. Carl Peterson, the effects of extended verbal prayer. I have had a number of inquiries concerning the efficacy of praying in the spirit, praying and speaking in tongues. Um, it is of benefit to the human immune system. Immunity is enhanced by chemicals released from, uh, the, front, from the part of the brain, uh, which is more or less dormant when you're praying in tongues. This information... Um, that may be deduced from what we know about the way the brain functions. We do know the part of the brain affected most noticeably by extended prayer represents a significant portion of the brain and its metabolic, metabolic activity. And I remember I, I said last time um, that it, it, it touches various areas, um, but the one I want to focus on, the total immune system, and also that um, the part of the brain where the hormone of endorphins and encephalons come from. As you know, endorphins make you feel happier and when you're happy, actually, you are healthy. It says that laughter doeth good like a medicine. They've proved it. Encephalons. Now, these are chemicals the body produces and they are 100 to 200 times more powerful than morphine. And that's one of the major drugs that are used to help people who are in desperate pain. So, in summary, a very significant percentage of the central nervous system is directly and indirectly activated in the process of praying in tongues over a period of time. Not just a little bit, but a period of time. Um, these results... Um, show that there's a significant release of brain hormones, which in turn increases the body's general immunity. So I think now even I understand that when you pray in tongues, your immune system is getting boosted. Um, and there's another medical survey which I mentioned last time, is that the immune system may be... Um, activated or increased by about 30%. Um, 
I do believe that it will encourage us to know that as we're praying in tongues, not only can we pray effectively for others as well as ourselves, our immune system is being recharged and that river of life is flowing out of our spirit because we pray from the spirit. We do not pray from the mind. Um, Paul said, when I pray, when I pray in tongues, my, my mind is unfruitful, but I, I pray the will of God with mysteries um, when I'm praying in tongues. You know, healing, it is God's will for absolutely everybody. And we base that on the word of God and Christ's triumph at Calvary. Um, what happened to Jesus was given in detail 750 years by Isaiah the prophet before Christ. That's a long time. And when you read what happened, what, what um, Isaiah says, and concurrently read what happened to Jesus, wow, that was very accurate. And as I say, it was fulfilled by our Lord Jesus Christ um, about 2,000 years ago. Healing continued at Pentecost. It says that um, when Peter walked through the streets, they, they, I mean, the healing through the, through the apostles was absolutely amazing. They actually lined, the, they lined everywhere with the sick. They brought the multitudes, multitudes of sick, so that when Peter passed through, even when his sad shadow went over them, they were healed. And so that proves that healing is still for us today. And healing continues. Um, and Mark 16, it says, uh, Jesus said, those who believe in me, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I really believe that the, the more we, we um, meditate on these scriptures, that we will have the faith that when we lay hands on people, they will recover. And as well as praying in the spirit, we need to keep healing scriptures right in front of our eyes. It says, don't, don't, let, them, don't let them go away from, from your sight. Because even if you're fit and well right now, and please God, you remain fit and well, um, you can help someone else who needs healing. If you've got those scriptures on the inside of you, then by the Holy Spirit of God, when you speak them out, the anointing and the power of God will be on those words to bring faith into the heart of the person that you're speaking to. Because so many times we see so many people dying and of course the news is coming into thousands and thousands and thousands of people dying actually from all sorts of things, just not the COVID virus. And so we need to have these scriptures at the forefront of our minds, not like, oh, well, yes, um, but it's not for today. Please do not believe that healing has passed away with the apostles. It's not true. It hasn't passed away. And it says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus healed when he was on earth. And he's still continuing to heal. It says that Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Jesus the same yesterday, today and forever. Uh, and actually it came at a huge cost to him. It's free to us, but it cost him everything. Um, let's consider what happened um, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He, he prayed and great drops of blood 
fell to the ground as he was praying, saying, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Now, Jesus wasn't a coward, but God was showing him exactly what he would have to suffer in the realm of the spirit as well as in the physical. Jesus knew, he foretold, that he would be beaten, beaten. He would, they would pull his beard out, they would spit in his face, they would despise him, they would mock him, they would flog him, and they would nail him to a cross. Um, but that wasn't all. When Jesus was on that cross, Father God put on Jesus all the sicknesses, all the diseases, all the sins, all the wickedness of human beings because we're born in sin. We are because of Adam. Um, and all the sins, past, present and future, of mankind were laid upon Jesus. He paid the price. And do you know the thing that he cried out, this, this is my belief, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was separated for the first time in his whole existence from the presence of God. And do you know hell is a separation, permanent, a permanent separation from Almighty God? You know, we take God's presence for granted. All love, all compassion, all healing, um, all loving relationships, all beautiful things. The, the beautiful sun and the moon and the stars and everything, they are of God. They're from God. You take God out of the equation, there's no love. There's, there's no compassion. There's only wickedness without him. Darkness, deep, deep darkness without God. And so I wanted us to, to go through the chapter of um, Isaiah, and it's chapter 53. And it tells us um, in verse 1, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord. Now, the, the scripture talks about uh, the finger of God. Um, and I'm just looking in my, in my notes about the finger of God. It didn't take much effort. And the hand of God. Um, God wrote the, the Ten Commandments by the, the finger of God. And by the hand of God, God healed. But by the arm of God, it says that he raised up Christ from the dead, from all that terrible, terrible, terrible sin and suffering and sickness. But we go back to Isaiah and um, it says that... Uh, he has, Jesus has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. You know, when Jesus was walking the earth, he didn't have a glow about him. He didn't have a halo as artists have so sweetly portrayed. He looked very ordinary. In fact, not good looking. And so that's how people could spit in his face. That's how they could beat him with rods because he didn't look like who he was. When Jesus talked of the, the Son of Man, that was his humanity. But the Son of God was who he really is on the inside. But all his glory and all his power was hidden from 
from uh, from the physical view, but it's right there. He is the Son of God. And it says, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I have no idea why this has been translated like this, because if you look in the footnotes, you will see that it says, uh, for sorrows, literally pains. You look in another footnote about grief, it says literally sickness and sicknesses. So when you, you call it griefs and pains, I, I don't even think of physical healing, but when you say a man of pains and acquainted with sickness, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him, he was despised and we did not esteem him. As I said, you couldn't do that to somebody who was glowing. Um, verse 4, surely of an absolute fact, he has borne our, it says here, griefs, borne our sicknesses, and we esteemed and carried our pains. And it said sorrows, he's borne our sicknesses, and carried our pains, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised and crushed. It says that when God's um, judgment fell on Jesus, which should have fallen on us, it says impinged, which is something that is, is, is put into a substance with absolute force, striking. So Jesus was struck. For us, he paid a terrible, terrible price for our sickness. So surely he has borne our sicknesses and our pains he carried. Um, and when we see uh, in Matthew chapter 8, the Holy Spirit actually, as I say, certifies this. Um, it says that, uh, let's point out, Jesus in that particular chapter, verse 2 to 3, he healed the leper who fell on his face before the Lord and said, if you, if you really want to, this was described to me as someone who, who understands the Greek and everything. It's really Jesus, the man was saying, if you really want to, you can heal me. And Jesus' response was, I really want to. And he put out his hand and he touched a leper and immediately he was healed. Then there's the centurion, the Roman centurion. He had a beloved servant, which I would imagine is pretty rare. Um, and that's verses 5 to 10. And he said to Jesus, you know, don't bother coming to the house. Just say the word and he will be healed. And Jesus was absolutely amazed um, at, at the faith. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your servant is healed. And he believed him. And he found out that the very time when Jesus said he is healed, that servant was absolutely healed. And that servant was writhing in agony and torments. And he was healed by a word from the Lord Jesus. And then um, at the end of praying for many, many multitudes of people, um, he comes to Peter's house and finds that um, Peter's mother-in-law, oh bless her, she's lying um, down and she has a very, very high fever, which actually in these days we still know is very dangerous. Um, and Jesus went in and some uh, reports say that he, he took a hand. Others say he just spoke, but I believe he did both. He rebuked um, the fever and it left her and he touched her and raised her up. And then she set about 
looking after them all and serving and cooking for them all, having been practically probably at death's door. And then it says that when the sun set, um, all um, he healed all who were ill. I mean, it says multitudes. I mean, everywhere he went, a huge multitude, not this crowd of 20 that we tend to see on um, films and things. No, multitudes. One multitude was 5,000 people, and that was just men. Then there were the children and the women. Multitudes, swarms of people followed Jesus everywhere he went, and he healed every one of them who, had, who came to him to be healed. Um, and it says... He healed all who were ill so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, we go to Isaiah, might be fulfilled, himself took or removed our sicknesses and removed our diseases and our pains. He took them. He absolutely took him. By his wounds, you were healed. And we had someone who would teach us at, um, at Bible school and would say, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. And he would say, tell us to say, it, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And go through and... Um, I wasn't there, but I understand that he had a healing school and he made them say it for 30 minutes without stopping. And he said, by the end of the 30 minutes, he said the Spirit of God was coming on the people in their chairs, maybe not all of them, but many of them, and they were just being healed, healed by God as they believed that scripture. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried away our pains. And then personalize it. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried away my pains. Um, and so can I challenge you? Um, I would suggest if you are feeling sick, if you do have do need healing, please keep the healing scriptures in front of you. I write them down um, um, and I keep them on card and I need to do this every day because it's so easy, you know, what you don't use, you lose. And I got casual and I didn't read the healing scriptures anymore. Yes, well, uh, I did get sick and I did need the healing scriptures. And so now I realize I must read those healing scriptures because and keep them uh, in front of me. Proverbs says, you know, kind of words, keep the word of God in front of you. Don't, don't let it don't let it get away from you. Actually, the word's not trying to get away from you. The devil comes and um, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes to you when you go to pray in tongues, when you go to read your scriptures, you probably feel more ill than you did before you started to read them. Um, and that's, that's very temporary because it's the devil trying to make you feel, oh, well, this isn't working. Because faith is believing that we have received. And when we believe we have received, we will receive. And it's like walking upstairs, you know. Um, I can't go from the first step of our stairs right up to the landing 
there are many steps up and sometimes when I'm tired I think am I going to get to the top of here um, but it's step by step by step do not be discouraged and when you go to pray in tongues sometimes you might even feel a heaviness or that you know you pray and you don't feel any lightness or you're, you're proclaiming the scriptures proclaim them proclaim them proclaim them regardless of how you feel because you are proclaiming exactly the opposite of what Satan is trying to do to your body. And Jesus said he, the devil came only to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life in abundance. Jesus has come that you might have healing and healing in abundance. His word is true, the word of God is true. Jesus has borne our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. And so, Father God, in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray that the anointing of your Holy Spirit comes upon those who are within the sound of, of this teaching. Lord God, that faith would rise in their hearts, that as they read the healing scriptures, they would come alive in their hearts, and that they be filled with the power of your Holy Spirit. Since he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he will make your physical body full of God's life. Amen. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And the vision of this ministry is ready to, to spread the in-depth teaching of the word of God as far and wide as possible. And we are so grateful for those who, who have helped us in this way, financially and with your prayers. It really makes a huge difference that we can get the Word of God out on different platforms and spread it across the world, even in different languages. Thank you so much for all your help. If you go to our website, oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk, you'll see on the online shop all the different products we have available, books, CDs, DVDs. I just wanted to draw your attention that we have a number of special DVDs available on, on about different locations in Israel and uh, about Bible chronology and other subjects. On top of that, we actually have over 500 different DVDs available of all the TV programs we've ever done on different subjects. Now, there are too many of them to kind of list to you, but you can phone the office, you can send an email to us, uh, at uh, obc.church at yahoo.co.uk uh, and you can ask for a list of all our DVDs and then you can perhaps order the ones that take your fancy. Thank you for watching. Join with us at Oxford Bible Church every Sunday at 11am Greenwich Mean Time for our live stream service or join us at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, ox 37 qh you can watch more of our teachings on our Roku channel and Derek Walker's YouTube channel. All Derek Walker's books are available in printed and Kindle versions in all Amazons worldwide or online with other great products where you can also support our programs at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.